0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to Fit to the Core Conversations Wellness from the Inside Out, Outside In. Today, we will be discussing food. And I just wanted to discuss some of the issues and some of the things that I've seen from myself, friends, families, and clients that I have worked with uh, in the past. And the first thing that I think is very important is we need to decide to be intentional about what. When and why we are putting these particular foods in our body. So the first step, in my opinion, is to decide what what are we looking to do. Um, are we trying to lose weight, gain weight, maintain weight? The next thing is we want to look at the quality of the food that we're consuming. A rule of thumb is we shouldn't eat anything that has more than three ingredients on the back of the packet. I believe that the more ingredients that are unnatural that are that's in food the harder it's going to be for our body to break it down, process it, and put it for the best use for us. Another thing that is very important is to reject the notion of all or nothing, where it's like you have to eat a salad every day, or you're going to eat fried chicken every day, or you're going to work out every day, or you're not going to work out every day. Like The goal is balance, and you want to enjoy life just as much as you want to be intentional about the things that you do as well. So my recommendation is setting a plan. And my rule for me is if I eat 21 meals in a week, meaning three meals a day, seven days a week, 19 of those meals need to be healthy and planned. The other two, uh, I can be flexible. The thing that I most consistently uh, see is people leave things up to chance by not meal prepping or not deciding what flexibility they have in their day-to-day eating. Uh, By leaving things to chance, you're more likely to go to the vending machine. You're more likely to stop by a fast food restaurant on your way home because you're dying of hunger and traffic is crazy. And those things are bound to happen to us all But it's about figuring out what can you do to prevent the likelihood of that from occurring. And one of the ways is I like to pre-meal prep. Pre-meal prep would be even if I don't cook the food, I separate everything that I'm going to eat before I cook it and put it in the refrigerator. So now that's less time that I have to spend on pouring food out of packages or organizing or measuring, because the more intentional you are about what you're eating, the better you can control as to what your body's going to look like. So a lot of people say that they don't have time. One aspect of it is they're not prioritizing themselves to have the body or feel the way they want to feel through food. The next thing is being so stressed out from work. And not putting the time aside to put energy into your food. Ultimately, we have to prioritize ourselves. We only get one body. Our body is this vehicle to help us navigate life. And if you don't put you first, who's going to put you first? And um, just to give some insight on my journey, um, I'm currently vegan. And it was literally by accident. Uh, There was a podcast that I was listening to called Mind Pump, and uh, the hosts were discussing protein fast. And the concept is, on the days that I'm not working out, I am not going to eat meat. And I was like, you know what? I'll save some money from not having to buy as much chicken breast or as much ground turkey. I'll give it a try. I felt so amazing not eating meat that I was like, oh, maybe I should reduce the amount of meat I was eating a day. So before the break on uh, days that I weren't working out, I was eating about eight ounces per mil, of, um, eight ounces per mil per day. So that was about 24 ounces of meat per day. So like, you know what? Let me drop my meat intake down to four ounces per mil. And I felt I felt lighter, right? And I was like, oh, man, I'm, I'm feeling even better. So I was like, you know what? Let me go to four ounces one time a day. And the, the overarching theme here is baby steps. Once again, the rejecting of that all or nothing culture because that's not sustainable. Nobody wants to hate what they're doing to look the way they want. And I think our society makes us believe that everything has to be a struggle and everything has to be hard work. You can be methodical and efficient and get exactly where you want to be in almost any area of life by taking baby steps. So once I reduced uh, the eating down to four ounces of chicken, one meal a day, I was like, oh man, I'm feeling good. So I was like, okay, now I'm going to only eat four ounces at nighttime. I was hitting PRs in the gym and PRs for those who don't know are personal records. So I'm hitting personal records in the gym with no meat in my body. And I felt light, like I didn't feel sluggish. I didn't feel hungry. I felt like satisfied. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to cut meat out of my diet except for on the weekends. So then it went to, I'm just going to have my wings and my burgers for my cheat meals on the weekend. I developed an allergy to beef um when I was only eating it one time a week. And sometimes it would be like every other week. And I was like, man, like I, this isn't worth it. And then wings. I was eating wings. And then eventually... I literally had to call off of work because I got so sick from eating wings from a restaurant before, and it happened twice. And I was just like, yo, being sick is not worth this. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to just cut it out. I'm I'm vegetarian. So at this time, I'm still eating eggs. um, I'm still eating some occasional dairy products, maybe some cheese occasionally. And I I started to do more research. And I'm like, if you know better, you got to do better. So by knowing better, I was like, yo, know, like I, I I can't continue to eat these things that I know are no harmful to my body. And the one thing, uh, there was this one doctor on Instagram that I follow, and she was mentioning how most people are allergic to uh, dairy and uh, animal proteins. And it was saying that dairy and animal proteins causes inflammation, and that inflammation stops you from seeing inflammation that's caused from other areas. So what I said to myself was... Dang! All right, let me let me try it. So I tried. I, I started to remove dairy, and I was only eating egg whites. And I started to notice that, like, I was noticing things that I wasn't noticing before, like about soreness or whatever the case may be. I'm like, man, like it's something to this dairy thing and it's these animal proteins. So I uh, finally in May of 2018, I completely cut dairy out of my diet, and I felt so much more in tune with my body. And the final thing I want to say about all this is I took baby steps and I did research. And when people would ask me, was I vegan? For the longest time, I was like, I don't identify with labels. I don't eat animal products. So you are a vegan. I was like, I don't like labels because one day I might want something that has an animal product in it. And then everything you believed about me is false at that, at that moment. Um, I was big on being, having the freedom and being able to be a conscious chooser through the choices that I was making about my food. And all of these things just started to make me feel like, man, like things are going well for me because I'm making choices on my own time. I didn't hate any part of this journey. And people would always ask, do you miss meat? Do you miss cheese? And I would just be like, yeah, it's good, but it was making me sick and nothing to me is worth being sick. And it was like, man, I can't be vegan. And I always say in my head, no one's asking you to be vegan. And two, you can be if you try it and it makes sense to you for you to be vegan. And ultimately, like the goal is not to make anybody eat the way I eat. It's about being being conscious about what you are eating and testing things out and trying them long enough to see if that fits well for you. Because at the end of the day, we look at science and we had all these studies about how some people do this. Our individual past is anecdotal. And when I say it's anecdotal, like you could have been an outlying data point if you would have been a part of that clinical trial or that research. So you have to try things and figure out if it fits well with your lifestyle, if it fits well with your budget, if it fits well with your beliefs. And if it doesn't, you discard of it. And if it does, you, you use it and you'll learn more and it'll modify. And I think that is the key to all this about being a conscious eater is like, what am I trying to do? Have I tried it long enough to thoroughly vet it to see if this is optimal for me? And if it's not optimal, it's okay. It's not good or bad. It just just is what it is. And if we take that approach to everything, then we'll be able to make better choices than feeling guilt or feeling the all or nothing pressures that we normally feel. The next thing I want to discuss is surviving the holidays. Every holiday come around and people shoving all types of food and pastries and goodies in your face. And you're thinking about like, do I eat it? Do I? Do I not? When you get to a space that you can turn it down in the midst of your grandmother and your favorite aunt telling you to eat this, this lovely, delicious, unhealthy food, the best thing to do is to plan for it. And you plan for it by what you eat when you buy yourself. And what you do after you eat. So one uh, method is to fast. You can fast from 14 to 18 hours the week of Thanksgiving. And every day except for Thanksgiving have a set amount of food that you're going to eat so you don't overeat. And then you can eat in a calorie deficit so that when you do indulge on Thanksgiving or Christmas, you're okay. By fasting, you're helping your body survive off of your essentially fat storage that you have uh, throughout your body. The next thing to do is to remove certain things from your diet. So if I wasn't vegan and I was going to consume a bunch of meat products, a bunch of dairy products... I would probably remove grains from my diet and remove any dairy or meat from my diet for that week. So then that way when I consume uh, these dairies and meat products in abundance throughout the week, I hadn't consumed a lot of it. These two methods right here will help you stabilize your weight. Also, one more tactic would be to do fasted cardio the week prior and the week of, of this particular holiday or this particular event, what fasted cardio is going to do is, once again, you're going to be using your stored fat for energy, and that's what you'll be burning while doing your fasted cardio. So, an example of fasted cardio would be getting on a stairmaster for 30 minutes, walking on a treadmill on an incline, or walking outside for about an hour, on average. Walking for hours should be anywhere between four to five miles if you're really pushing yourself. And if you do that in the morning leading up to Thanksgiving or Christmas or whatever other holiday that uh, might throw you off your, your fitness goals, it'll help stabilize it. Also, don't go back for seconds. If you're going to have these things, eat a reasonable size of it for taste, and you can almost eat. Thanksgiving food or Christmas food for a week, if you chose to, if you are intentional about what you're doing for workouts and what you're doing when you're eating on your own. Like when eating on your own, I would only consume vegetables and fruit if I know that I'm going to go and eat the, all the fixings at Thanksgiving. By eating vegetables and fruit, you're you're fueling your body with nutrients and it's going to help your body process these these uh, foreign substances that you're putting in your body that you normally don't put in. Also. If you're going to several houses during uh, Thanksgiving or Christmas, you can always say, I'm already full. I ate already. I'll eat a little bit. So let's say you go to your grandparents' house first. Okay, cool. You eat your big meals there. Then you go somewhere else. You'll have your maybe your pastries there. Or you can always pack the pastries that your grandmother had that you really like and take them home with you to eat on the weekend, that weekend up. You can literally give yourself, if Thanksgiving's on a Thursday, give yourself from Thursday to Monday to enjoy every aspect of that Thanksgiving food where it won't completely throw you off. But it has to be done with intentionality involved and you have to be a conscious eater while doing those things. And the last place, let's say you go to your friend's house and they're offering food or whatever. You can say, hey, no, I'm good. I'm kind of stuffed. Um, my grandmother made me eat a lot. Of my mother made me eat a lot of food, so I'm good. I'm just here to fellowship. The thing is, you can't. You have to go and plan. I remember in a process of me like being vegan or doing certain things, I would have sometimes I would have lies prepared, and it was only because I would, wasn't okay with having that tough conversation about me not wanting to eat things. I was like, no, I'm already full. Um, I, I'm uh, I'm eat, I'm going out to eat later, so I'm not. I would say whatever I needed to to take the feeling away from myself that I was somehow being rude by not accepting whatever was being offered to me at these people houses. And I think all of this comes back to being intentional about what your goals are and planning around what you want to do and what you want to look like for you. Thank you for listening to Fit to the Core Conversation. Um, we appreciate you taking the time out to hear this perspective of wellness. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at fit the number two, the core, and my personal page at ozanitis and on YouTube also fit to the core. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with one person. Uh, the goal is to get this message out to as many people as possible to inspire thought, and self-thinking and choosing consciously about what we want to do with our time, our lives, et cetera.